Welcome to Path of a Green Witch podcast. My name is Andrea. I am a homesteading hedgewitch living close to nature on 13 beautiful acres in Massachusetts. On this podcast, I like to talk about witchcraft, herbalism, and homesteading. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the time in history when people were burned alive as punishment for practicing witchcraft. There's a famous Jonathan Swift quote about how the law impacts upon the rich and poor in an unequal measure, which reads, quote, Laws are like cobwebs which may catch small flies, but let wasps and hornets break through, end quote. This interpretation was definitely the case 700 years ago when Irish law decided that Petronilla de Meath was to become the first woman to be burned to death following accusations of witchcraft on November 3, 1324. Because witchcraft was not yet listed in the law books in Ireland, the term used to convict Petronilla was actually heresy. Petronilla de Meath was a real woman who lived from 1300 to 1324 in Ireland. Feminist artist Judy Chicago set a place for Petronilla at her The Dinner Party, which is an installation piece of 39 mythical and historical women. Since 2007, the piece has been on permanent exhibition at the Center for Feminist Art at the Brooklyn Museum in New York. Petronilla de Meath lived from 1300 to 1324. She was only 24 years old when she was executed. Petronilla was the maidservant of a woman named Alice Kyteller. Alice Kyteller was a noblewoman, but Petronilla came from humble backgrounds. Alice was the real and intended target of the accusations, but Petronilla suffered the punishment. Alice Kyteller was a powerful noblewoman who had outlived three husbands and was on her fourth marriage when her various stepchildren came together to bring accusations of sorcery, murder, and witchcraft. It is very likely that the stepchildren decided to do this because Alice Kyteller had become very powerful and rich at her stepchildren's expense. Some of the stepchildren felt that she had cheated them out of their rightful financial legacies. But at that time, Alice was so well-connected and influential, she was able to flee Ireland and escape the charges. Unfortunately, though, this left her workers and servants, including Petronilla, to face the fury and wrath of the accusers. Alice Kyteller was accused of practicing witchcraft and Petronilla was charged with being one of her accomplices. Alice was able to use her money and connections to get away, but Petronilla didn't have the same privilege. Petronilla was tortured and forced to admit that she and Alice were practicing witchcraft. Petronilla was then flogged and eventually burned at the stake on November 3, 1324, in Kilkenny, Ireland. The execution of Petronilla de Meath was the first known case in Ireland or Great Britain of death by fire for the crime of heresy. So if you're like me, you're wondering what exactly were Petronilla and Alice accused of? Well, record keeping was actually pretty good at the time, so we know what each of the seven charges were that were brought against Alice and her associates. Apparently, Alice Kyteller was accused of 1. Denying Christ and the church. 2. It was said that she and her accomplices cut up living animals and scattered the pieces at crossroads as offerings to a demon called the Son of Art in return for his help. This charge is rooted in local folklore. 3. They stole the keys of the church and held meetings there at night, so I'm guessing they're being accused of holding meetings that were not authorized by the church, you know, meetings that maybe went against the teachings of the church. 4. In the skull of a robber, 
They place the intestines and internal organs of cocks, worms, nails cut from dead bodies, hairs from the buttocks and clothes of boys who died before being baptized. So apparently they were accused of having a human skull and creating some kind of concoction in the skull. They were accused of putting various objects like human hair and nails and intestines and organs from a rooster into the skull. The fifth charge is that they used that brew to make potions that could be used on people to control them or harm them, like love potions to make someone fall in love against their will, or hate potions, or potions that would kill Christians or make them sick. The sixth charge was that Alice had a certain demon as an incubus by whom she permitted herself to be known carnally and that he appeared to her either as a cat, a shaggy black dog, or as a black man from whom she received her wealth. So this sixth charge is actually pretty interesting because they're accusing Alice of having sex with someone who was apparently a black man, but the man was really not human. He was actually a demon that appeared appeared in other forms like a cat or a black dog. The last charge was that Alice had used her sorcery to murder some of her husbands and to infatuate the others. The result of this murdering and mind control was that the husbands gave all of their possessions to Alice and her son. So Alice was being accused of gaining wealth by devious means, by either marrying men and killing them for their money or making them fall in love with her against their will to the point where they would give her everything they had. The charges against Alice Keitel arranged from committing sorcery and demonism to having murdered several husbands, and Alice was accused of having acquired her wealth illegally through witchcraft. These accusations came principally from her stepchildren who felt they had been swindled out of their inheritance by a witch. The trial predated any formal witchcraft statute in Ireland, so there were no laws that covered anything to do with witchcraft at that time. Therefore, they had to rely on ecclesiastical law, you know, laws from the Bible. In the Bible, witchcraft was treated as heresy. In common English law, it might have been viewed as a petty criminal offense, but it was seen as a very serious crime in the Bible since it was viewed as a crime against the religion. So, like I said, Alice was able to flee. She went to Flanders, England to escape the trial, but the other people accused were not as fortunate as Alice Kyteller. About a hundred years before, in the year 1233, Pope Gregory IX had issued a papal inquisition against heresy, which clergymen and church leaders were using to suppress ancient and indigenous European pagan beliefs and practices. Included in this decree was a description of a black cat which Pope Gregory claimed would appear to witches and heretics. This demon would then supposedly transform into a shiny man with cat legs and members would proceed to kiss the cat man on his hindquarters before a group orgy would ensue. Catholic teachings would then be banished from the minds of these neophytes and witches as they pledged their loyalty to heretical deities. Pope Gregory's edict also described the ingestion of toad emissions to replace the Eucharist, and it is interesting that included in the charges against Petronilla is the claim that she concocted potions to influence and kill. Toad emissions were also associated with flying ointments, and another of Petronilla's later confessions was that she 
and Alice would rub a magical potion on a wooden stick which would then enable them to fly. Aside from the typical symbolism included in the charges were also specific Irish folkloric associations which remind us of a fairy called Puka. Puka was an Irish spirit or elemental that was able to change shape and they are usually associated with ancient places and pagan sites. One theory is that the word Puka comes from the Old Norse term Puk, which is often translated to mean nature spirit. Some people describe Puka as a black horse or cat. For Petronilla and the other people accused of witchcraft, this was just further proof of their guilt. This was a tangible way to influence not only the well-off gentry, but the rural poor population who would have been well aware of the Ireland spirit lexicon, including fairies like Puka. Some of Alice's less wealthy associates were imprisoned in Kilkenny. They were examined using the inquisitional procedure. This form of interrogation was allowed by religious law they confessed to the charges made against them. According to one account, Petronilla confessed to a number of different things. Among other things, she said that she and her mistress often made a sentence of excommunication against her own husband with wax candles and repeated chants as the rules required. I think this means that Petronilla confessed to casting spells on her own husband. This account goes on to say, and though she was indeed herself an adept in this accursed art of theirs. She said she was nothing in comparison with her mistress from whom she had learned all these things and many more. And indeed, in all the realm of the King of England, there was none more skilled or equal to her in this art. So basically, Petronilla was said to have confessed that she was in fact a witch, but that Alice Kyteller was a much more powerful witch. So powerful in fact, that there was none more powerful than Alice in all the Kingdom of England. They also say that Petronilla confessed that Alice had allowed a demon to have sex with her and that they consulted devils and made potions and that Alice denied the faith of Christ and the church. They said that Petronilla confessed that she and her mistress applied a magical potion to a wooden beam which enabled both women to fly. Petronilla was then forced to make a public proclamation that Alice and her followers were guilty of witchcraft. Petronilla was whipped six times and condemned to be burned at the stake as a heretic. John Clinn, the Kilkenny Franciscan chronicler, recorded her death as follows. Petronilla de Midia was condemned for sorcery, lot-taking, and offering sacrifices to demons, consigned to the flames and burned. Moreover, before her, even in olden days, it was neither seen nor heard of that anyone suffered the death penalty for heresy in Ireland. So according to the Franciscan chronicler, Petronilla was the first person to be put to death for the crime of heresy in Ireland and this happened in 1324. Today, the inn where Petronilla worked for Alice Kyteller is still standing and has become a tourist attraction. Some guests have claimed to see the ghost of a lady on the premises, and although this aberration is often cited to be the Lady Kyteller herself, one must wonder whether Petronilla de Meath has more reasons to impress her life story upon the patrons visiting the location of her accusations in the town of her eventual demise. During 
During Ireland's Civil War, many buildings were destroyed, which included libraries of historical and legal documentation related to trials and criminal charges. Because of that, it is impossible to know exactly how many women were ultimately accused and convicted of witchcraft and heresy in Ireland. But based on popular academic opinion, the number seems to be quite small compared to other European countries like Germany. Even though burning is pretty sensational, and the thought of witch burning is something that might sear itself into the consciousness of a town or village, it was often the case that many people who were accused of witchcraft were punished by other means. Women were banished from their homes and sent out into an unforgiving landscape where they would die a slower and less visible death. We also know that many of the people who were accused of witchcraft were just very closely attuned to the spirits of the land. Perhaps this also created an environment of both respect and wariness within the rural populations. Many of these wise women, the Bean Fisa as they were known, were the same women a family would turn to in times of childbirth, sickness, and for remedies and cures pertaining to love, healing, and curses. Ireland's recorded figures relating to witch burning may be incomplete, but remembering the case of Petronilla de Meath, we at least have the chance to imagine the terrible injustices that strong and independent women had to face. In my next episode, I'm going to discuss a few theories about how witch hunting became so popular in Europe between the 1400s and the 1700s. As we know, the tradition of witch hunting carried over to America and led to the infamous Salem witch trials in 1692 to 1693 when 20 people were executed. Thank you for taking the time to learn about Petronilla de Meath. I hope you found this episode both interesting and informative. Thanks for listening.